Hey, what's up? It's Jared. Today I wanted to talk about how to build credibility as a new business or a new person in a specific business or industry. I think this is huge because we get caught up in the whole, you know, I, I'm new, I, I have to do the work, I have to, you know, do these certain things. And and getting started, we tend to put that off and we put a bunch of things up in our way. And I want you to know that you can build credibility right away. And I'm going to give you some methods that you can do. And you could even start today that can get you started in that process of building credibility so that you are working at the level that you want to work at much sooner. But before I jump into that, I want you to know that this is available not only in video format, but podcast. If you're watching the video and my videos are a little too long to watch, you can listen to them on the podcast. The link is down below. If you're listening on the podcast and you want to check out a video from time to time, make sure to check out the link to the YouTube channel down below because I would love uh, to connect with you over on YouTube from time to time as well. Getting started can seem overwhelming. You know, we get online, we start looking at other people that are doing what it is that we're doing, and it just seems like they're so much further ahead than us. And it could be very disorienting and frustrating, and uh, it can allow us to procrastinate, not get started a whole variety of different things. And so I definitely feel that I have jumped around in businesses and pivoted quite a bit in my years. I'll talk a little bit about that and how I've built credibility and then built credibility again in a whole different industry. And so it, it can be overwhelming if you go down that rabbit hole. So I recommend definitely looking and seeing what other people are doing, but don't get too caught up on what everybody else is doing. It can definitely lead you to feel like you have a lot of catching up to do if you go down that road of looking at everything else. And, you know, that's that's just can be frustrating because uh, you definitely don't want to get caught up in what other people are doing. You want to focus on your goals and what you are going to be doing. And it is also hard to know where to start because there are so many options. I mean, do you get started by posting on LinkedIn? Do you need an Instagram? Uh, am I uh, Is Facebook still a thing? What about my website? There's so many different things that you can focus on and get lost. And so I, I'm going to give you some tips here. There are definitely no right answer that fits everybody. Things are different based on the industry that you're in. And I'll definitely talk more about that in future videos and podcast episodes. But for now, we're just going to cover something that I feel can work for all of us and get us started right away on building that credibility. Before I jump in though, I am going to assume that you know what it is that you need to know so that you could perform the task that you're wanting to do. You can't build credibility if you don't have anything to back it up. So I definitely recommend that you make sure that you can perform the task or that your product is up to par or whatever it is for your industry that you're getting into so that you're not building fake credibility. Nobody is, that's not going to benefit anybody. It's not going to benefit your customers and it's definitely not going to help you get very far if you don't have uh, what it takes to do the work. Of course, we can always learn. Uh, getting started without much knowledge is definitely very easy these days because creating YouTube videos, doing a podcast, starting some online business, it's very easy to do click, click, click and get a couple of um, you know websites up and stuff like that. It's much simpler. So don't feel like you have to know everything that you have to be a professional. You can definitely learn as you go. I just don't want you to put the cart before the horse. I want you to make sure that you are building credibility that you can actually live up to because if somebody all of a sudden calls you out or wants to work with you and you can't actually perform, that's going to hurt your credibility and you definitely don't want that to happen. 
I also uh, would would assume or hope that you had looked in to see what other people are offering uh, in your area or online in general. Uh, a lot of times, especially if you're from a smaller area, maybe people um, are a little bit behind the times and they're not so uh, forward moving. They're just kind of comfortable in their business. And so it doesn't look like they're doing a whole lot, but they may have some good clients that have been keeping them busy for a long time. And of course, we can, if we're in bigger areas, we can see a lot of people that are super active, that are doing a lot of things. There are communities in and around their industry, and, and it can be a little overwhelming. So I, I want you to look uh, at what other people are doing, but don't be concerned in what they have achieved and what it, the appearances are. Just look and see what it is that they're offering so that you can get a little bit of a baseline for what it is that you should be offering and how you should be not only delivering to your customers, but talking to your customers as well. When you are looking at what other people are doing, look at whether or not what you offer is comparable or better than what they're doing in some way or another. Because what we're looking for is differentiating factors. You know, we might all be able to sell an insurance policy, but I may have a background or something that's happened to me in life that would set me apart from the other average insurance agent that uh, is just trying to sell insurance policies or a realtor or something like that. I may have different experience. And so you are looking at what other people are doing so that you can find what is going to set you apart and what is going to make you unique. So if you feel like you're lacking in any way, whether it be knowledge in your own industry or just in some sort of marketing or what we're talking about here, Skillshare.com is a fantastic website that provides tons of different courses that are going to help fill those gaps. And if you use my link in the description below, you'll get two months free to Skillshare so you can start taking courses and sign up and get on your way to learning and filling those gaps so that you can just feel more confident, have a little bit more knowledge in those areas that you just didn't feel like you had quite enough there. Definitely take advantage of that offer because the two months free isn't always available. You definitely want to hone in on the skills that you feel like are most important. So check out the link in the description below. So you're going to want to start with providing some sort of proof of work. And a lot of us get caught up in thinking, oh, I don't have a big enough portfolio of work. If you're a photographer, a graphic designer, or something visual, you're thinking, oh, I I've only have like one or two little projects. I don't have all of this work. And I don't have all of this time to do free work for everybody so that I could build up this portfolio. It's very common. Or maybe you're a realtor and you've only sold one home or whatnot. There are a lot of, of ways that we can get caught up in the fact that we don't have a whole lot to share. When I got started in photography, I wasn't planning on going into wedding photography. I was planning on just taking some pictures for the clients I was building websites for. But when I decided I wanted to get into wedding photography, I had only shot one wedding. And so I only had one wedding to showcase as my portfolio. So I took that work and formatted it in different ways so that I could make it look like I had a lot of experience. I knew that I had what it took to be a wedding photographer. I just didn't have a whole lot of I just didn't have a whole lot of work in my portfolio to show for it. So don't be afraid to start with just a small portfolio of work. Start sharing what you have immediately. Don't worry about needing to have all these different options, this giant portfolio that people can get lost in. All you really need is a few small like past projects or something like that. They don't even have to be projects that you've paid for in order to start building credibility. Whether you're a graphic designer, a photographer, a realtor, an insurance agent, we all 
all have maybe like a couple of situations that we have under our belt so far that we can share and showcase. In my 20-year journey as an entrepreneur that I talked about in another video, I talked about all of the different times that I have pivoted into different industries, starting out in retail, going online in retail, uh, turning that into a web design business, pivoting to wedding photography, starting an online website where I was talking and reviewing, uh, talking about and reviewing apps and reviewing products, and then YouTube with the different channels that I have. I've pivoted a lot, and so I've had to build credibility based off of not having a whole lot to put behind it so that I can get started sooner. You don't have to have a whole lot. You just have to have enough that can show people that you know what you're doing. That's really all that matters. Find different ways to showcase the work that you have done. You know, I mentioned uh, getting started in photography. You would think if I wanted to get into weddings, I would need all of these different past weddings for brides to look at. They would want to see the different types of weddings, go through all of my photos. And I realized that most of the brides had already been looking at magazines. They'd already been looking at different websites. And so they had an idea of the type of photos uh, that they liked and they had seen a lot of wedding photos. We had been entering into the digital age with MySpace and stuff. This was like in late 2005. And so people were getting used to seeing photos online. It wasn't seeing printed photos and going into a studio anymore so much. And so I took advantage of the fact that MySpace allowed me to share photos and create these little image galleries. And I showcased my photos in different ways and put uh, different photos in little different galleries, which made it really nice so that people can see the different photos. And it made it look like I had a, a lot more work than I really had, which was great. And I also put together like different little slideshows to music and tried to showcase my work in different ways. And uh, of course, if anybody was really paying attention, they'd see that it seems like a lot of the same people are in all these photos. But what it was really doing was showing them that I was able to take my work and be creative with it. And I booked out my entire next year with over 45 weddings that year uh, based off of really only having one wedding and some other random photography that I had done to show for it. So utilize that work that you have in different ways. When I got started in website design and I was trying to showcase myself uh, to all of these businesses so that businesses would hire me to build websites, I only had a couple of like legitimate websites that I could could showcase as work that I had previously done. So rather than saying like, oh, here's the websites that I've done, I broke those down into different aspects of the work that I did for those clients. So rather than just showcasing like two or three websites, I broke it down into the content development that I had done for those websites, the stuff I had written and organized and structured for those websites, the digital asset creation, like uh, graphics and stuff like that, some photography that I created for their pages, the search engine optimization that I had done so that their websites would rank higher in Google search, which was one of the things that is super important and still is for a website, layout design, WordPress development, all of those things. So I broke it down into these different categories and showed the different ways that I had done these things. So it looked like I had all of this stuff in my portfolio, but really it was just a couple of jobs. 
So you can definitely take a small batch of work that you've already done. You don't have to have this huge portfolio that people can get lost in. People are not going to look through your hundreds of past projects. They're really just going to look at a couple of featured ones or a couple of, you know, the, the top ones or whatever and, and maybe move on. They're really just trying to minimize making a mistake when they're looking at these things. That's why we go to Amazon and read reviews for products before making a purchase. When we're going to check out a new restaurant, we read reviews. We're really just trying to make sure that we don't make a mistake. We don't have all the information we need, and we're actually reading reviews from people we don't even know most of the time. So what you really just need to do is help people uh, make sure that they can see something, see that you have some work, see that you have created something, but they aren't going to really know enough to be able to look at that and gauge you up against all of your competitors. Because if they had enough industry knowledge there, they'd probably be doing the work themselves. So start with some proof and don't get caught up in the fact that you don't have a ton of stuff in your portfolio or past clients or past projects or whatever it is. Now, I also recommend that you start talking. Start talking in and around the different places that your industry does its talking. So share your industry-specific thoughts on social media. Uh, depending on whatever it is that you're doing or offering, you may choose a different social media over another. If you're more business-to-business -business services, you may focus on talking on LinkedIn. Whereas if you're more business-to-consumer, you may look at Facebook or Instagram or maybe even Twitter. It just really depends on what it is that you're offering. Offering. So consider that and just start talking. Stay specific to a topic. Don't go down these rabbit holes and talk about things that are not related. You want to be known for this specific subject. And so try to keep it specific. That's something that I've always struggled with because I like to talk about a lot of different things. And so it's hard for me to hone in on one subject. But if you think about the podcasts that you listen to, the YouTube channels that you follow, and the websites that you read, they're probably very niche and specific. And so you want to make sure that you are uh, doing that same thing when you are talking on LinkedIn, when you're talking on social media, when you're making videos or whatever it is that you're doing. You want to be pretty specific, and I struggle with that big time, but uh, definitely in the areas where I am trying to build credibility, I try to be as specific as I possibly can. At the beginning, I would uh, just suggest that you don't get too personal on like hot button items and stuff that are fleety or fly by night. It's very easy for us to get caught up and want to share our opinion, but we're not really here for us. And I, I want, I'm going to talk about that a couple more times, but it's super important that when you are a provider of a service or a product, you are not there for you. Of course, you, you want to make some money, you want to build your business. And so there are some things that are personal about that that you want to do for yourself. But you are not the key thing here. It is the customer and it is what is important to the customer. So if you start sharing things that are your opinions and those are contradictory to your customers, it's going to hurt your credibility. If you share things that aren't important to your type of customer or client, then it's also going to hurt your credibility because they're going to wonder why you're talking about that one. It has nothing to do with the product or service that it is that you're trying to offer. 
So don't get too personal or opinionated. Of course, you can if it is specific to the industry. Sometimes we definitely want to take a stance in a specific industry that we are in that differentiates us, but we don't want to get too carried away. We want to lead with what's important to the customer first. Of course, don't go soft on your morals or you know whatever. Just make sure that you are leading with what the customer would want to see in mind first because the credibility we're trying to build is with the potential customer. And so we want to keep that in mind. Uh, you also want to lead with value and that's it. Everything that you do needs to have some sort of value add for the person on the other end. So if you're talking about something on social media, where's the value in that for the person that's going to see it? If you're making a video or a podcast or something like that to talk about your product or services or your knowledge in the industry, lead with the value. If there's no value for the person on the other end, then you're wasting their time and it's going to hurt your credibility. So things that you can do to start talking, I would recommend starting a podcast or a YouTube channel. I know not everybody wants to get behind the camera and shoot video, or maybe you're afraid of talking and actually having to listen to your own voice. I've recently helped my wife start uh, making some YouTube videos, and she said, oh, I just hate listening to my own voice. I totally hate listening to my own voice, but I had to get over that so that I can share the messages that I have for everybody else that's out there, that I can give the value that I want to give and put it out there. I had to get over the facts that I don't necessarily like listening to my own voice. So whether it's a YouTube channel and you just get out your phone or a small camera and start shooting videos or the microphones on all of our technology these days are so great, you could start recording a podcast super easy. I actually have uh, some video content coming and also a course that I want to share with all of you on these topics. So you're definitely going to want to make sure to subscribe to my newsletter down in uh, there's a link below that newsletter. I'll announce when that stuff is available. I am uh, going to teach creating a and growing a YouTube channel and also the method of podcasting and how to get started in that in a simple way because it can be very difficult. And if we compare ourselves to what others are doing, as I talked about earlier, we will never get started because we feel like it's, it takes too much to get us there. But I do recommend that you do something where you can actually share in a more personal way. When we sit across from each other uh, and talk, it's more personal. When we listen through a phone call or something like that and we're talking to someone, it is more personal than when you're just reading a social media post or something that's easy to scroll by. And so I recommend going that step further by creating something like a podcast or a YouTube channel or somewhere where you can share uh, from, from your heart that people can hear your voice or maybe even see your face because that's going to set you apart from most of the other people who are never, who would never get behind a camera, who would never record their voice and publish it on the internet. Those are things that a lot of people are super afraid of. And even if I'm giving you anxiety right now, as you think about it, I guarantee you that it is something that you can do. If it's something that I can do and I am an introverted person that has social anxiety and everything else, um, it's definitely something that you can do. And like I said, in future video content, I'm going to share how you can do that and I'm going to help you uh, through that process, even if you are a little anxious thinking about it. Also look for speaking opportunities. Uh, local, start local and start small. No group is too small when you're just getting started. 
I would speak to very small like rotary club groups that had like a dozen people in them. I would speak to small networking groups and stuff like that when I was first getting started with website design because I wanted to talk about the importance of ranking in Google and how your website is your first impression uh, most of the time these days instead of your storefront or how good your foyer looks in your office or whatever. The website was super important, and so I got started by speaking to small groups and eventually got to speak to a little bit larger groups. Um, networking events, chamber of commerce events, local industry-specific organizations. So, for example, if you are a residential insurance agent, you could speak to realtors and help teach them the importance of certain policies that their customers should have in place. There's lots of different organizations that you can speak to. You could speak to homeowners associations uh, on stuff like that and give them a lot of information. Don't go in there guns a-blazing trying to sell, sell, sell. Go in there with a value add because that's all that you're going to need. If you go in there and provide value and things that people can leave with thinking, okay, yeah, I need to do that. That's super important. They're probably going to turn to you because you just you just gave them information. You just gave them knowledge that they didn't have before. You just set yourself up as the professional to them, and they're probably going to end up hiring you. You don't even have to try and sell to them at that point if you go in there providing information, providing knowledge. Don't overcomplicate things. If you're designing something like a website or social media or whatever, keep it simple and keep it clean. Don't make it so that people get lost. Uh, make it easy to find information. So if you have a product or service, make it super simple to find the information that they need so that they can understand more about it. Don't allow people to get lost by giving them too much information. They're not going to consume it. Make it easy for people to get in contact with you also. There's been so many times I've wanted to go and find a service or to, to solve a problem that I have, and I can't figure out how to contact the person through their website. There's no uh, email address. There's no contact form. There's no phone number. I have to click multiple times to get to it. Make it super easy for people to get in contact with you. So let's talk a little bit about your persona because your persona is what people are going to connect with and uh, everybody says, oh, just be yourself. And yes, you definitely want to be yourself, but you have to understand what that is and, and who you are and everything before you start going down that path. Are you a freelancer who's going to use your own name? When I got started in website design, it was just Jared Hill building websites. And then it, I turned it into Jared Hill Studios because I wanted it to sound a little more professional. And then eventually I turned it into Hill Media Group because I wanted people to be okay with working with somebody besides me. When it was my name, people only wanted to work with me. Once I renamed my business to Hill Media Group and people got used to that, they were okay working with the employees that I had at the time. So it was a little challenging, but you have to figure out what persona it is that you're going to put out there. If you want to associate Associate that with your name, then that's great. You're building a personal brand. You are the persona of your business that you're trying to build that authority and establish that credibility in. So definitely consider that brand versus personal brand. And I've had my experiences in the past going in both directions. I shared a little bit about that already. I've had business names and I branded myself personally. And I have opinions that go either way. It just, it doesn't really matter. It just, if you are deciding to go the personal brand, 
brand way. Just consider that whatever industry that you're in, service or product that you're providing will be associated with your name. And if you ever want to pivot, it may be a little bit more challenging to do so later. There are pros and cons either way. And so it really is industry specific too. Some people just connect better uh, having to work with a person by name in certain industries, whereas some we definitely want to have it it appear more as a standalone business. So just think about that before you start putting uh, all of your information out there, before you start building that credibility. Uh, of course, you can be within that business building credibility as the face of that business, um, but you're, you're utilizing the name of the business as opposed to your own name. Um, so there's a little bit of a difference there. I may talk about personal branding uh, a little bit later in another video. So if you're interested in that, definitely let me know in the comment section below or shoot me an email through my website. You'll definitely want to build a tribe creating or curating content around the topic. Now the video is starting to get a little long and so I'm going to start to speed things up a little bit. But a realtor might share design and decor inspiration for the type of customers that they want to get, the type of homes that they want to sell. You know, uh, it's hard as somebody who is maybe selling bigger ticket items to figure out what it is to share. And so you can definitely curate information and stuff that is visual or even just information and share that across these different networks. There's nothing wrong with curating information. Some of the best information that I've ever consumed has been curated lists of information that somebody put together from a variety of different sources. It's definitely the way that we learn. It's uh, information that we consume and we love curated lists. So definitely consider that. Uh, if you are an insurance agent or something like that, you may look at um, situations and talk about different situations that specific coverage can help prevent. And so you can do that. A photographer might start by taking photos of like iconic and well-known locations in and around the area that they want to serve. Uh, I definitely did that. I went around town. I was shooting photos of like some of the iconic buildings, some of the things, and just sharing them online just so that people can see them through my eye. And it helped build credibility, and it definitely gave me easy stuff to go and share with people online. So your message, and I talked about this a little bit before, needs to lead with the customer in mind. Don't lead with me and what you can do for the person. You want to lead with the customer winning, which is the positive outcome that they're hoping for. Uh, I'm going to suggest a book to you. It's called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. You can get it free from Audible. I listened to the audiobook and it was a great experience. You can get the audiobook free by using the link that I've got down below to Audible and, uh, and to just download that audiobook and listen to it. It's fantastic. I'm going to go through the building a story brand framework really quick, really fast, uh, but that is what is taught in this book, and I, it's a valuable read. I guarantee it's going to help you in everything that I just talked about in building that credibility. So the seven-step building a story brand framework includes a character, which is the customer who is always the hero in this story. The customer has a problem, and successful companies attend to those problems and help fix those problems and, and cures those frustrations. Number three is uh, that that customer who is the hero with a problem finds a guide. The guide has the plan, the plan that is going to help the customer or the hero succeed. Customers trust a guide who has a plan. Number five, and calls them to action. Customers are challenged to take action. There needs to be some kind of bite that gets them to take action. And that is going to come because your plan is great that you've crafted and put together for them. 
And number six, that helps them avoid failure. That is why they are looking to you. They want to avoid failure. We talked a little bit about that before, why people read reviews. We're definitely bumbling around this world trying not to make mistakes. And so you as their guide will help them. Everyone is trying to avoid that tragic ending in the movie. We don't want to fall pray to that. And then number seven, it ends in a success. This principle shows people how the product or service can positively influence their lives. And that is the, the end of the story, the happy ending. And if you can craft this in your messaging and the things that you share, you're leading with the customer, you're providing value because you have the plan, you have the tools that they need to succeed, and you're ending with them as the hero of the story that succeeded. Yes, because somebody helped them, but they succeeded because of the help and they are able to shine and that is what we want to project. So don't overcomplicate things. Simple stories win. It, most of the movies that we watch and we love are simple stories that even fall into this framework. So make sure to check out that book. It's going to help you so much. So my closing thoughts are utilize the unique advantages that set you apart. That might be past experience. We talked a little bit about this already. Maybe the past experience you have, not only just in the industry or the business that you're trying to build credibility in, but in life in general. We all have stories that have come before us. What is it about your past story that sets you apart from your competition? I know for me in website design, it was that I had already had a few businesses before. So I had ran businesses. I knew what was important as a business. I wasn't just in the business of building websites. I was a business owner who knew how to build websites. And so I was able to take that experience and add value to my customers. And it's one of the cornerstones of my business that has helped me build websites for huge clients that most of my competition could only dream of getting because I have that past business experience. Start sooner. Don't wait. Don't put it off. You can start right now. Start writing on LinkedIn. Start a profile, uh, a page on Facebook or an Instagram. Start a podcast. Get out your phone right now and record that first podcast episode. Or turn your phone around and start shooting video and upload your first video. You can get started now because you already have what it takes, especially if you've gotten this far in this video, to start putting your opinion out there and sharing your opinion on your industry and your specific products and services in a way that adds value with others. And you're definitely going to want to subscribe to my YouTube channel and also the podcast because my number one goal is to help you unlock that winner that's already inside of you, that person who already has what it takes to be a leader in their business and their community. You already have what it takes and you just need a little bit of a push, probably like I did many times through my life. So thanks so much for checking out this video and for sticking through it. If you're listening to the podcast, thanks so much. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't and follow up with me on social media and down in the comments below. I'd love to connect with you outside of the video or the podcast. So make sure to look me up online. All of my links are down in the description below. But until next time, go out there, build some credibility, get started doing that thing. I definitely look forward to seeing and hearing about the progress that you've made. So until next time, take care.